Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Moder, the host of Diva Strategies for Success and NAFI Western and Mid-Atlantic Regional Coordinator. NAFI is the largest global network for women. You can check them out at www.nafi.com. And you can check Robbie Motter out at www.robbymotter.com. Each week I bring you a dynamic guest and topic. And today my special guest is the dating goddess, a midlife woman who, after a husband of 20 years, surprised her with a divorce announcement at age 48, turned her search for her next mate into an adventure. She chronicled her lessons, insights, stories, and advice in her popular blog, Adventures in Delicious Dating After 40, which can be found at www.datinggoddess.com. She released a series of 13 books based on her hands-on dating research. After dating 113 men since her marriage ended, these books cover topics every dating woman over the age of 40 needs to know, from getting started, qualifying a man before agreeing to meet, breaking up with grace, ironing out dating wrinkles, and to sex. So welcome, Dating Goddess. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Well, thank you, Robbie. Thank you for inviting me. How did you come to writing so many books on dating after 40? Well, as you mentioned in the intro, I had a lot of experience. I have gone out with 113 men since my divorce, and so I wanted to share what I was learning with other women, um, and based upon my just sharing verbally with friends and acquaintances, I was learning things that they were interested in knowing. So I wanted to chronicle it all, put it in books to share it with other people. Well, that's great. Um, What makes dating different now than we were in our 20s? You know, what makes midlife dating different? Yeah, well, in our 20s, it seemed like 90% of the the people we were interested in were single, so it made it really easy to, to... decide if you were interested in somebody or not. Now it's really hard because even if someone's in a long-term relationship, they may or not be wearing a, a ring. So that's one of the things is who do we know is single and um, and then how do we introduce ourselves or get to know them if we aren't meeting them through friends or through some social circles. Also, some people, uh, depending on where they are in life, they either have more time to date or less time to date than in their 20s, and some have more money to to go out and do fun things, and some have less money if they're saddled with with alimony or child support or if they've been hit by the recession. So it's often people in their midlife are also more confident, they're more assured of what they want, and so it's easier for them to decide if somebody is has got the values that they're interested in having a long-term relationship with. Wow. Let's say a midlife woman thinks she wants a special man in her life again. What are some things she needs to know? Well, one thing is they women need to be realistic. And by the way, this applies to men too, but I tend to write for women because that's my my knowledge base. And so they they think that that midlife people look like the movie stars. They don't realize that um, most midlife people don't look like those movie stars, but they're holding out for that Brad Pitt or, or George Clooney. And yet they 
don't look like somebody that George Clooney <laughs> would hang out with, but that's what they want. They want a six-foot-tall-plus man with a full head of hair and no paunch, and, and that's just not realistic. And so they get frustrated. They have the checklist of what he needs to have, and very few men really measure up to that. So that can be frustrating for them. So they need to really examine their expectations, and then they need to make sure that their heart is open as well as their concept of of who might they find interesting. So I've gone out with men that at first blush, I went, oh, man, this is not going to work because they didn't match my picture of what I thought I would be attracted to. But I began to be engaged with their heart, with their values, with their kindness, with their thoughtfulness. And so I came up with this phrase, yummy is as yummy does. So a man becomes yummier as you get to know him and you get to really like who he is. The external becomes more attractive. So those are just a few things off the top of my mind. You And uh, to, to the last two things we talked about, you did write one book that gives more detail. What was What is the name of that book? Sure. That one's called Date or Wait, Are You Ready for Mr. Great? And that's really for women who are... A post-divorce or have been widowed and are, their heart is, is healed enough to move on, and they're really deciding, am I ready to start dating? And that's what that whole book is about. Okay. What are some of the hardest issues for women re-entering the dating pool after a long absence? Well, one of the hardest things is really assessing what value they bring to the relationship. So that's in the book called Assessing Your Assets, Why You're a Great Catch. So a lot of women, unfortunately, have had their husband leave for a younger woman, and then the woman feels devastated. She feels she's not attractive anymore, and she feels like damaged goods. So I suggest she ask her friends and loved ones, what makes me lovable? And it may sound like you're on a fishing expedition, but really start logging the things that the people who love you love about you. And then also I suggest they go in and, and get a, a an update on their looks because a lot of people in our age group, in the midlife age group, haven't really changed their hairstyle or their glasses or their style of dress for decades. And that's usually not as attractive as they could be. So have the courage to go in and get a makeover at a, at a department store, go to the makeup counter, have them try some new things on you, and then be willing to actually do what they say versus just saying, oh, that doesn't look like me. It doesn't look like you because you have been looking the same for 20 or 30 or 40 years, and it's time to look different. It's time to upgrade your look and be more appealing because men, like it or not, they are visual and you want to be as attractive as possible. So that's just one thing from that book. What are some things to be uh, to beware of? Well, depending on how long it has been since a woman had had any attention, we tend to become what I call skin hungry. Actually, that's a phrase that's common in the dating world. And that means that you miss holding hands, you miss caressing, you miss hugging, you miss that touch. And so what happens is if we are really craving that touch, we may get more involved or more intimate with someone than emotionally we're ready for. So 
if you find that you crave a gentle touch, I suggest you just go have a massage periodically, but not to depend upon your dates for that because I think you'll you'll get intimate too quickly and then you'll get hurt because you haven't built the trust and the the man may move on rather quickly and you you think, "Oh man, I I've, I've been intimate with him and now he's moving on." So you need to wait and make sure that you're both emotionally ready for that commitment. How does a woman know what she's looking for in her next mate? You know, again, a lot of women come up with this long laundry list, and we discuss this in the book, In Search of King Charming, Who Do I Want to Share My Throne? I call it King Charming because I think by the time you're in midlife, you're no longer looking for Prince Charming. That was in our 20s. We want an older, more mature, more confident man as King Charming. So you, you want to be clear on what are really the deal breakers and what are the have-to-haves. And some women come up with this list of 100 things that they must have. Really pare it down to maybe five or six values or characteristics of the, the man's um, real inner being. So instead of he has to be six foot tall and make X amount of money and have a full head of hair, it needs to be he, he's kind to everyone, strangers and friends. Or he always says something nice to me without it feeling manipulative. Or he's encouraging. Or whatever it is for you that's really important to you in terms of his behavior, not really his looks. Now, you have to be attracted to him, but as I say... I find men become more attractive as you appreciate his personality and his core being. What are warning signs he isn't for you? Well, a common one is respect. So does he treat you respectfully? Simple things like, does he say he'll call you tonight and he doesn't? And the next night when he does call you, oh, I got distracted, I got busy, I was watching the game and I fall asleep. And my attitude is if someone says they're going to do something, they need to do it or negotiate a a different uh, time. And the only really viable excuses in my mind are if it includes in the hospital or kidnapped. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> you know that I, I fell asleep on the game. Well, couldn't you have texted me or called me to say to say I'm sorry I fell asleep? You know, to just let it go to me is not respectful, and that's respect of you as well as respect of other people around you. So that's really a key one for me, and I think it is for a lot of us. Does he respect your time? Is he late? Does he um, like say he'll do something and doesn't do it? Does he really? understand you or does he make assumptions about you based upon other women he's known um and is he emotionally mature meaning can he talk about things that are difficult without being embarrassed and without trying to wiggle out of them but that's part of being at this age we have to be emotionally mature and i've been surprised at men who are chronologically mature but not emotionally mature what has surprised you about men's dating behavior? Well, there's so many things that I put them into a book, Robbie. <laughs> so, so that particular book is called Embracing Midlife Men, Insights into Curious Behaviors. 
And I call them curious behaviors because I often would scratch my head and go, what could he possibly be thinking that would make him think that this was okay? So a common one is that I've, I've noticed that a lot of men date as they did in their 20s or during their marriage. So, for example, their idea of a, a night out is what they did in their marriage. So if they always just went to movie and a, a dinner and a movie in their marriage, that's pretty much what they're going to do with you. Or I had one guy, I don't golf, but I called him the golf addict. So we went to a resort that he had a membership in, and he played golf all of Saturday, and we went out to dinner. No, we didn't even go out to dinner. We, we had takeout for that, for that night. And the next day he wanted to play golf, and I sort of put my foot down. And we drove back to his place early, and he turns on the TV and watches golf. So I don't, watch, I don't like golf. But this was, I figured out what he did with his wife is he would pretty much do what he wanted to do, and he didn't really give a nanosecond of thought to what she wanted to do, nor did he ask. And so they get in these ruts without really thinking about, oh, this is a new woman. It's, you know, she has different interests. I need to pay attention. <laughs> so that's just an example of uh, something that surprised me. Um, So the single midlife woman is not prepped and ready to get into the dating pool. What does she need to do? Well, as we said, she needs to be strategic about her whole visual presentation. And I know it sounds shallow and I, you know, it sounds so trite, but the truth is it, it really does make a difference. So people say, well, why can't I just show up as me? Well, if you is slogging around the house in your in your sweatpants and sweatshirt, that's not going to be appealing to 99.9% of the men. So you really do need to, I call it, get your cute on and, and wear, put your date wear on and, and wear something that's comfortable to you but flattering, and that's when you need some outside advice for most people, whether it's men or women. And that's why I suggest that the department stores have often have free shoppers and they don't try to upsell you and they don't try to sell you the most expensive thing and I've gotten some wonderful date wear on sale through the the shoppers who've helped me get out of my own groove and they've helped me try on things that I would not have chosen but they have a different eye and when you tell them I want I want one or two outfits that I can go on a, a first date second date you know coffee or lunch they'll help you find something comfortable and you tell them your your budget and you should be able to find something that's flattering and yet current and you feel great in you wrote another book uh, that covers kind of that what was what's the name of that book that one's called dipping your toe in the dating pool dive in without belly flopping (laughs) that's cute Uh, it's not easy meeting eligible men we've heard that online dating helps you meet men outside our normal social circles what does a woman need to know about how to make this work? Yes, online dating has become increasingly popular. In fact, the midlife group is the fastest growing segment. There are more people uh, starting to online date in, in the midlife age range than any other. And it's a wonderful way to look and meet lots of different men. That's the majority of the men that I have met, I've met online. 
And when I first started dating, I considered myself aggressively single. So I wanted to meet lots of different men and just see what was out there, what was available, because I'd been married for 20 years and I only had really one data point. So I wanted to see what other guys were out there and, and how, you know, how I resonated, how I interacted with them. So I chronicled a lot of that in the Winning at the Online Dating Game Stack the Deck in Your Favor book. And it talks about what you need to do and what you should avoid. And mostly it's about being safe. I find a lot of women who haven't dated in 20 or 30 years are pretty naive, and they expect that the man who uh, has written a profile and posted pictures is the same one who will show up. And I had one guy who... I liked his picture. I liked his profile. We agreed to meet for a drink at a bar. He said he would be sitting at the bar waiting for me. And I walk in and I scan the men at the bar, and I don't see anyone who looks like the guy in the picture. And then this gray-haired, gray-bearded man waves at me, and he looks like the grandfather of the guy in his picture. So (laughs) I, (laughs) you know, they either consciously or unconsciously don't realize that they don't look like that anymore. And they also make things up to sound more appealing. And about 25% of the men posting online are married or in a relationship. And they're not happy, but they're looking for something on the side. So a lot of women think that they, you know, people are transparent and they're honest. And, of course, that's not true. So just be careful, both safety-wise. Always meet them in public. You've heard that before. And I don't like them to come to my house until maybe the fifth or sixth date, and I don't go to their house until the fifth or sixth date because you really don't know. Someone could seem really nice on one date and a masher on the second date, and I have had that happen where I've been really grateful that we were in public because I could leave. And you always take your own car. Don't let them drive you until you have some more comfortable sense. And and. Most people's true sense will come out on the second or third date. The first one is often they're being really nice, but their second and third, their true selves come through. So just try to ask around, read the book so you're not so naive, and always take your safety into account. Let's say a woman has gotten some interest from a guy. Should she immediately try to meet him? I try to meet them within a week or two at the most, and here's why. I found that people can be charming on the phone or in email, but in person you get to see how he walks five paces in front of you or how he doesn't make eye contact or how he's rude to the waiter. So I don't want it to string on too long, but I want it to go long enough that I can vet him on the phone or on email to see does he pretty quickly go to just sex and what he wants, how he envisions the two of you in various positions. I've had that happen before I've even met someone. Uh, does he talk about things that you think are just odious or that, that it's clear your values are very different? Then you don't need to get all cuted up and go on a date because it's clear you're, you have such different values. It's not worth going to meet him. So I tried to list the things that I knew others had encountered and that I had encountered in the book, check him out before going out, head off, dud dates. Like right now, I have a guy who's trying to woo me, and we've talked twice. And in the hour conversation, he babbled on and on and on for 90% of the time, rarely asking me a question. And when I did try to interject something, he would turn it back to himself. So I don't need to get 
queued it up and go meet this guy. He's too self-involved. He doesn't have any conversational skills. So why would I meet him? Yeah, that's, that's true. What are some things women should and shouldn't do on a first date? Well, it's really funny. When you become more conscious of the dynamics of a first date, you can reasonably judge whether it's going well or not. I will tell you that I have been blindsided, though, in this process as I've learned what's going well or not. So I remember once I was having dinner with this guy, and I rarely I rarely accept dinner because dinner is a multi-hour affair, and if somebody is really obnoxious in the first 30 minutes, I'm kind of stuck. I mean, you know, you could leave, but I'd rather just meet for coffee. So I had vetted this guy. We had not met first, but we met for dinner. And I learned during dinner he'd been married five times, and he was looking for his sixth. And there were other things in his conversation that made me think, oh, I don't think this guy is for me. Well, but, you know, we got along, and, and yet as I thought about it after the date, I thought, oh, I don't, I don't think this is a good, a good guy, uh, at least not for me. I mean, so I uh, didn't respond, and he sent me this, you know, have a nice life email afterwards. So I misjudged that one. I thought that he was interested in seeing me again, even though I wasn't interested in him. And then one time I met this this nice guy for a drink, and I could tell upon meeting that I was just not his type, that guys have a type, and they have a, a body shape and a look that they resonate with, and I wasn't it. But he was kind, and so he didn't turn on his heel and leave, as I had one guy do. Uh, This guy sat down, and we ordered drinks, and the waitress said, would you like to have appetizers? And he goes, no, no, we're just having drinks. And then she comes over, you know, 10, 15 minutes later and says, oh, would you like a refill on the drink? No, no, we're just having the one. (laughs) So while we're having this conversation, I'm logging in my head what I'm going to write about this, because poor guy... He was just being nice, and I knew he was being nice, and so I wasn't going to make his suffering go on any longer, insisting on hors d'oeuvres or insisting on another drink. I thought, we'll just do the requisite half an hour and let him out of his miseries. So that's what happened, and of course I never heard from him again. But he was, you know, he was gentlemanly enough to at least not turn on his heel, as, as others have done. Well, you've actually written a book about that, too. What is that one called? Uh, that one's called the uh, Check Him Out Before Going Out, Head Off Dead, dead Dates. Um, but there's also another one called First Rate, First Dates, Increase the Chances of a Second Date. So um, that's once you're in the date, how to how to kind of like not talk about your ex, not complain about all men are, and make these broad generalizations, you know, which a lot of people do, or they go off on way too much detail. You have to have good conversational skills if you're going to be successful at dating. Uh, let's talk a little bit, and then we'll come back to some of the questions if we have time because I don't want to miss that. Let's talk about the book you wrote, Date or Wait. Are you ready for Mr. Great? Okay. Uh, so that I usually recommend that one to folks who are just beginning to – Think about dating or just starting out in the dating pool because it really has them look at what's required because, frankly, it does take courage. In fact, I've heard that from more than one people. When I tell them I've gone out with 113 men, they'd go, wow, 
you're courageous. And I never really thought about that, but it does require you're putting yourself on your the line and there will be rejections. And even if you have decided you're not a fit, like the one I just described to the guy who'd been married five times, it still stung a little bit to get his email that said, you know, you're a nice woman, but we're not a fit. So even when you know you're not a fit, it still stings to get rejected. So it does take courage, and you have to decide, you know, do I have a thick enough skin to put myself through that? And if not, what do I need to do to be able to put myself back in the dating pool? And so that's tell one us more about, thing. Um, tell us about the <laughs> other books that you've written and what they cover. Well, let's see. So where did we end We off? left we off the first, first, first date. Oh, yeah. so okay, so there's Real Deal or Fobo, Should You Keep Seeing Him. So that's after you've been seeing a guy for a little while, really deciding should we keep seeing each other or should I release him back into the dating pool. So what you should be looking for to decide if you want to keep uh, seeing him. Then I have Multi-Dating Responsibly, Play the Field Without Being a Player, because one week I had seven dates with six guys in five days. Oh, wow. So how you can, with integrity, uh, date multiple guys at once and how to, how to do that. Then there's Moving On Gracefully, Break Up Without Heartache, which is how you release people in a way that keeps their dignity intact and is still honest and kind. And so even though guys tend to go poof, they just don't, respond or they you know they just disappear that's how most men end a relationship and i find that's really insulting if you've had more than a couple dates with somebody so i don't want to do that to somebody else and then there's from fear to frolic getting naked without getting embarrassed so once you decide it is time for intimacy what do you need to know going into that um so that you aren't embarrassed and so you you have a good time and then the last of the series is called Ironing Out Dating Wrinkles, Work Through Challenges Without Getting Steamed. And that's when you are, have been dating, you know, for more than a couple dates and there's some issues. There's always issues that need to be ironed out and how to address those in a way that is positive and emotionally mature. And then the bonus book is the book called You've Got to Kiss a Lot of Princes. And that's actually free to all of your listeners if they go to datinggoddess.com and it's got a sample of each of those 13 books in it, and it's, uh, it's free to them. And then if they buy any of the books, and by the way, these are fabulous for uh, holiday gifts, either for yourself or for somebody else who you know is interested in dating or is single in midlife, um, then there is a bonus book they get uh, as well called Attracting Your Next Mate. And that's got uh, 12 dating experts with their opinions on that. You also do a blog, right? I do. So datinggoddess.com is the blog, and so they can get what I'm what I'm thinking about and what I've been experiencing lately, and uh, so that's more up to minute things. What has uh, what are some of the most important things you've learned in your 113 dates? Have you found Mr. <laughs> right yet? Oh, I found Mr. Right several times, but. He ends up not being Mr. Right or I'm not Ms. Right, whatever. Um, so I've learned to just go with the flow and be pretty zen about it. So um, like my last guy, we had connected for about, hmm, what, eight months, and then he went poof, and 
And, you know, it's easy to get offended and hurt and all that versus, oh, well, you know, next. And that's, I find, a healthier attitude for me and for most if we just say, oh, well, you know, he he obviously wasn't right for me and I wasn't right for him, so we move on. Because it's really easy just to get hurt by the rejection and to try not to do that. And I really tried to make this this time in my life a self-designed personal growth seminar. So I try to examine interactions and say, what have I learned? What did I do that worked? What did I do that didn't work? What I want, I want to watch out for next time, et cetera. And that's why I chronicled all this in the books. I think this is great because so many people are even uh, afraid to step out. So if they had something, a tool of somebody who's been there, you know, a lot of times there's books, but people haven't really, they write the books, but they really haven't experienced it. You've actually, you've actually experienced all this. So that's this is right. re- really yeah. cool. Um, let's give them your website again because we're getting down to the wire. That half an hour sure. goes really fast. I know. Datinggoddess.com, and they'll find all the books there and the free ebook we just talked about, as well as a little tool I invented called a, a flirtogram which is a way you can introduce yourself to strangers that you find appealing when you're out in public, and it's an easy way to introduce yourself to them. Well, Dating Goddess, thank you so much for being on my show, and I really enjoyed it. I learned something. I've been single for so many years. I have not dipped my finger, stepped out, but <laughs> I might just do that. Um, anyway, we've been talking with Dating, Dating Goddess, and her website is www.datinggoddess.com. And if you go on her website, there's a free ebook once you sign up. And it sounds like something we all, all of us singles over 40 need to have. And I want to thank you again, and just keep, keep us updated of what's going on. Okay, Robbie, I'll be on the blog. <laughs> okay, thank you, darling. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye-bye.